This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Good evening, everybody. Um, again, the, tonight's year is sponsored by Lightwater Capital Investments. Um, we're holding over here. I, I don't know. I have My marker is on Hine Kreutz Bayer uh, but I think it's Ian Shanilahem. Does anyone have it clearly marked off? Yeah, Ian Shaney. Um, you have it marked yeah. off. Fall, you have it marked off. Yeah, Ian Shaney. Ian Shaney, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought so. It didn't make sense. Okay. Good. So, so we had the first of four Iunim about you know proofs and so on. Um, just so that you, what's the right word for it? it it's only. It's not. There's not that much more that is going to be of such excruciating type of material. And within three or four prokim, it will go into other things, um, more classical, malachim, and and galgalim, uh, nefesh. So, but our companion, but this is where the Ram goes to this cheshbonis. Ian Shemir Lehem hit the Maristach Domavihi. A second approach, uh, Aristotle proposes the following and says the following. If I find something that consists of two things together, and I find that one of those two items exists independent of that um, compound. For instance, I have water, and lo and behold, I find oxygen somewhere in the air. So is chayva metzius ha'acher bechreach chutzan davahu hamurkav gamkein. The 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 um, so it so it must be that the other one is also to be found in an isolated form. Shelohoisa metziusa mechayv shemotzal yachad kachayma v'atzuratives. If they had to be together, loyhoyin nimtzach mukbilte acher b'shumpanim. You couldn't have one without the other. So, so Kalalgal, when you have two things together that are, that appear as a compound, and you you're not sure if this compound is the simplest element or not, well, if you find one part of it that exists separately, you can be sure the other one is also separate. The muscle he gives is not 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 the elements and compounds, but chaimavitzurativis. So it's going to have to be, um, if you find one of them in isolation, the other one also must exist in isolation. An example, it's some sort of honey vinegar, a mixture, I don't know I, what it was, but whatever it is, that's what it was. So you find govin, which is honey and vinegar together, and then you find honey exists on its own. So it must be vinegar exists on itself. Once we have this preposition down, Amr said, we always, we find many couples of a mover and a thing that's moved. 
In other words, that which is moving and that which is being moved. We find that almost always. In other words, you, 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 everything, every time something moves, you find something pushes and something got pushed. You know, no, no, no action without reaction and so on. So he says, um, all, almost all the things that have that, that property of moving, something is moving, something is being moved. But he said, we do find something which is moved and doesn't move. It's the last piece in the, in the, in the, in the, in the domino effect. The last piece is something that's moved and doesn't move. I don't know if he means all inanimate things. Inanimate things are moved, but don't, uh, but don't get moved. Um, but, but, uh, or anytime just have a chain of movement, but there is one of them. It must be, so there must be something that moves without being moved. Because like we said before, we find these these pairs all the time, uh, mover moved, mover moved, and then we find one example that you have something that is moved without moving. So it stands to reason there'll be something that moves without being moved. Um, and something that does not have motion or built in mischalik, it can't split into two because if you're splitting into two, there must be motion there. You, you're separating two things. So. so it, by definition, something that cannot be moved cannot um, cannot be split below goof, and therefore it cannot be a goof because a goof can always be split. And so again, using this this set of axioms, you come to the same conclusion that there's the great mover that is not moved, is not a goof, is not there's no there's not mischalik, and so on. That's the second approach. So it's built around. The, the, the movement in the world, but a very different approach in the fact that um, if there are things that are moved without moving, then this must be it. That's, the, that's uh, his second approach. And it, it's interesting. It, it, it's a type of thing that to us feels like a slate of hand. It's true about chemicals, that statement, that, that makes sense 100%. If I find any chemical compound, if I can isolate one, then the other element also must be in isolation because or else had it get there that's logical but when you're talking about some mover being moved somewhere along the line you feel that that there's you know you're you're it's it's too broad and too general and and i don't know but but, but that's the line of reason three and the Rambam very much when he continues his own he, he very much likes these arguments better than the arguments you saw before a third um, argument is going to be based actually on existence. This is already, um, this is going to be that, the third argument is going to be the argument we spoke about, about how things can exist. But, but it's only the third argument. The first two arguments have dealt with motion, and now is the third argument. Though Aristotle uses these, these, this train of thought someplace else, this is a subject. There are things that exist. Whatever we feel and sense obviously exists, which, by the way, was, he said before the Medabrim, 
did not believe that. The Madame felt that a lot of what we see or feel is a mirage that allowed them to um, get out of inconvenient uh, facts. Um, so the world exists that we're, we're, we're testimony to. So what are the possibilities? Either everything in the world is eternal, it never came into being and never disintegrated. Or everything in the world has the property of coming into existence and disintegrating out of existence. Or some of it is 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 um, eternal, is essentially eternal, and some of it is not. It's it's ephemeral. Um, so let's go. So we have three possibilities. To say that everything in the world is eternal, that's that's absolutely not true. There are many things that you know dry out, fall apart, and evaporate. The second one that maybe everything is is of the nature that it comes into existence for apart. That's also not true. Why? Ubira. So, um, let's explain this argument. Um, anything that, that I say is a possibility will, if given enough time, will have to become that way. So um, if I say that, for instance, we assume that any possible mutation of a person, somewhere along the line, gives birth to that mutation. And anything that never comes up, we don't call that possible. Because possible means there's a chance. And, and if you have an infinite amount of time, Every if 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 all the numbers can be drawn in the lottery, it's a question of how long till every number be drawn. And if a number is never drawn, then basically we say it's impossible. Um, so, so anything that can be has to be at some point, given enough time, which means that everything in the world will disintegrate and evaporate at some point, which means that the world will be gone. Bechrech. Um, the world couldn't exist because everything in the world has the ability to disintegrate. And again, they, they weren't into recycling. They didn't believe that things, you know, once something burns, it's gone. So given enough time, everything in the world should be gone. And and so Balkarchach, that's not true. There is something that has permanent existence that affects other things. Because if everything could disintegrate, then it, it, it will have to. Um, so everything at some point has to disintegrate. Just a question when, but 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 at some point it will just evaporate. And if everything evaporates, so nothing can exist. Because who brings things into existence? You know, things. It's a one-way street. We do see fine things. 
ואין אנחנו נמצאים, we're around. אם כן יש חיה בהכרח בזה עיון, אך שיש לצורך סייבר סופסודיס, כמו שנראה, שנמצא איך עוד ערב נפסוד. So there must be some key, one key element that is not under the rubric of things that come into being things laws. וזה הנמצא שאין עלי חייבר נפסוד, אין אפשרוס הפסו בכלל, אבל מוכוי במציאס לאפשר מציאס. So this item has to be something whose existence is essential to himself as opposed to everything else. I want to point out two or three points over here. First of all, in a certain sense, the idea is at least something that we, we do have. We don't, as, today, we don't understand the world as ever becoming destroyed. Um, it's something which is a, um, you know, it, there's, there's no destruction matter. It, it, it's a conservation of matter and energy, and everything is in one form or another keeps existing. So, so why are there no perpetual motion machines? Um, why, why doesn't the stock market keep going up forever? Why, why, doesn't things, why do things come to an end? So the answer is what's called entropy, which means that we don't lose matter or energy, but it goes from being um, structured to being unstructured. For instance, if I have steam inside a small vessel and the steam is boiling away, It's in a small vessel with a small spout. So that steam is powerful. It, it turns an engine. It can turn a ship. It, it, it turns the engine of a ship. But that steam never gets lost. But it becomes as cool as the air around it. And the water evaporates into a million places. And it's useless. When the water is in one place heated and all the energy is concentrated and focused, it's a very, very useful thing. But... It, it, it dissipates. So, so the, 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 the concept of entropy is that everything goes from a state of being organized to disorganized. Um, the, 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 uh, the, the, the example given is very simple. Everyone has a desk. And if you don't do anything, the desk doesn't become more masuda by the end of the week. It tends to become a lot less masuda. You can look around your desk now, and unless you cleaned it, You can see entropy at work, hard at work. The, um, so everything does go from a state of a, a structure that's, well, evolution is, goes the exact opposite direction. It goes from Earth, which is kind of the, 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 the most disorganized matter, and it keeps going, 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 going. That's incredible. Um, one of the Rishonim, I think... It might be as far no, I, I, on, 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 in Parashish Shmois. He says, and I'll take a look in a sec. It says, Vasne Neno Ukol. Moshe Rabbeinu saw this and he was extremely, extremely taken by it. It was something that he was very, very, you know, this was like uh, the beginning of a relation to him. So he said, what, what, so his impression was the Sne Neno Ukol. So he says that. Let me just find it. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a Torah Mincha. And he says, Vasnen and Ukol means that the, 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 um, the world is boer be'esha hefsit, shu hov of nifsit tomit ve'ena kala. 
In other words, the world keeps on disintegrating, and yet it's around. So the world is burning constantly, and it still exists. So in their language, they understood it hefsit. We understand not hefsit of the atoms, that doesn't stop in ifsit, but still. So, so that his boniness is actually, um, it's still relevant today. Two, he speaks about, he says, anything that can be will have to be. So this is a very tricky point. I, 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 want, I want to point out this was a fallacy in some of the Aristotelian uh, syllogisms that were that was pointed out by later people. Let's let's go through the the logic. All all men are mortal, and Aristotle is a man, therefore he is mortal, and he must die. That's the the simplest uh, logic, simplest unit of logic. And it's very, very, um, you know, it's, it's kind of ironclad, but it's not. Um, there are two big problems with this way of thinking. First of all, and this is apropos to what he's saying over here, is um, you, how do I know that all men are mortal? Because from Bracious till today, no, we've never heard of anyone still being alive. Okay, that's good. Maybe Aristotle is wounded forever, and that will disprove my axiom or, or my, my premise. I made a premise that all men are mortal, and, 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 and if he's a man, he must be mortal. Maybe it's the other way around. Maybe he's going to be the guy who just is going to decide not to die, and he'll disprove it, and and and, and instead we're going to have to change the 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 um, our it was, uh, thing to say that most men are going to die, or most men are mortal. That's one fallacy, and this is apropos to what he said over here. If something could possibly happen, it will happen, but the jury is always out. So, <laughs> so the way Aristotle believed that the whole world is is um, infinite, so. I guess we we have an infinite amount of cases that people haven't have haven't lived forever. I, I don't you know I, it, it becomes an impossible piece. The second one is obviously, I mean, on what basis they say Aristotle is a man? It, there must be some other defining feature which are really connecting to mortality. But that's that's second there. But this is pointing out vis-a-vis over here where he says anything that could happen will happen. It's very similar to this point over here. Okay, Oma Oit. Furthermore, he said, The philosopher um, who's bringing the proof, not from motion, but from Metzius, um, sort of um, adds more riot to this. The fact that something exists um, forever, um, and it's a Metzius, we can say that this is something innate to it, or we could say it's caused by some outside factor. So it could be that he himself could have been disappeared, but like you're on a ventilator kind of that keeps alive forever. So again, you're going to end up with a never-ending series of causes, and therefore something has to have its own um, internal 
life. So it can't be that something like that is because if you're telling me that the only reason why it exists is because something else is giving existence, so once again, you're saying it's possible. So what happens if the guy's giving existence decides to go on strike? He's no longer manning the, 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 the hot lung machine. This is an absolute proof. There is no um, way to slug it up. Unless um, it, 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 a person doesn't understand what proofs are and so on. I want to add just another point. Um, it, it, note, Aristotle believed that matter existed eternally. So the proof of from where does something come is not a real proof because he just says things always existed. But why do things continue to exist? What keeps them going is seemed to have been, uh, uh, did seem to have been a proof to him. And I, it could be that's also why the, um, why, the Ram, why the Rambam stays away from who created because, well, the philosopher said that's not a question. Things always existed. Um, and therefore, he'd rather focus on the things in the world, why haven't they disappeared? So, okay, you're telling me everything is, comes from way back when. I'll, I'll buy into that. But why hasn't everything disappeared? You can't tell me that just like they came from way back when, they last for way back when, because so many things in the world don't last. So these are all things I see. I, you, so you're telling me, Aristotle, that things have existed from ever. Okay, I'm not going to argue that. But you're made that things may, don't continue to exist, and they just dry out and evaporate. And yet the world is here, even after an infinite amount of years of evaporation. So there must be something that keeps the world going, and there must be something um, else. There must be something that itself is of, of a different... It's, it's not a hyphen and hefzi. Then he's going to flesh out the picture of a god. And this, and, you know, this entity must is a god. Anything which which is a mechuyevametzias, it it exists because it exists. Does not have a cause. Um, now the the um, this is something that even though it sounds exotic, I mean he mentioned before it's in, it's in his twenty premise. But it's also something that makes a, you can we can translate it as something that would would go well. Um, everything that we have in the world, um, you know, you know, has a seed and so we, we can't imagine it. But we take something like justice. Well, justice exists in a certain sense, and the word cause, what causes justice to exist, it doesn't doesn't ring to us. Justice is justice. It, that, it's, it's, it's a metzias. It, 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 you know, it always was and always will be. What's beauty? Um, what's, uh, um, you, know, you know, many things like that, many concepts like that, they just exist. And, and, and it's not something that we can actually, what's virtue? So there are things like that, that they, they are what they are, and they don't seem to have been caused by something. 
I've shown you that there are things that are um, by virtue of itself, not by virtue of something else. It doesn't consist of a few elements together. So once again, so from the, the, the continuous existence of the world, we once again come back to the same point. And then you can also understand um, very simply, you can't have two things that are Let's talk about this, but this is a very important point. Uh, and even with our, even when we understand and so on. Understanding the Achtos of HaKadosh Baruch understanding the oneness of HaKadosh Baruch why is that important and where does it come from? So, so let's understand, and, and this is something that I think we can, we can relate to it today. I mean, with our mind, our seichel. If I tell you this is a tree, okay, and then I find, let's take something else. Let's take I tell you that this is Yankel Birnbaum. So this this one person is Yankel Birnbaum. He's the only one. You know, it might be somebody else with the name, but this is him. This is Yankel Birnbaum. Fine. If I tell you he is a human being, so, so every part of Yankel Birnbaum as he is, is Yankel Birnbaum. If I tell you he's a human being, and so is Chaim Goldstein a human being, so a human being is something other than Chaim Goldstein or Yankel Birnbaum. It's some, it, it is some greater um, overriding concept of which these two are but examples. They're not human be'etzim. They are, ex- they, are, they are examples of human. And, and, and the human being is, is, is a concept. And these two are examples of that concept. It's a, descri- it's a description of a property. When I speak about Yanko Goldstein as Yanko Goldstein, so, so it, it, there's nothing like it. It's unique, and therefore, you know, he's he's not everything about him is him. But when I speak about a property of his, I say he's tall. So this this is tall, and this is tall, and that's tall. So tallness is a concept that's a, a, a notch higher in the hierarchy, and these are one lower. So if I were to tell you there's a mechuyva mitzias, but there's a, a lot of mechuyva mitziasin. Then Mechuyev HaMetzias is a concept as such that exists beyond each Prat, and, and its, its essence lies somewhere else. So, so by definition, if you have two of them, then no longer are, is each one... This being is not a Mechuyev HaMetzias. He is of a Mechuyev HaMetzias, and therefore you, he wouldn't have this property. 
You cannot have anything that either falls in the same category, similar as a different category. It's not comparable because when you say something is it means that it's essence like that. When I say tree, it is 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 something that has then 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 we can talk about that. But once I'm, I'm, I, if I if it goes down to particular details, each particular one is no longer mechuyvametzias. He just happens to be. I can't say that any person is humanity. I can say he is a human being, but I can't say he is humanity. So basically, again, it must be something which is totally unique. It is itself, and that's all it is. Let's see one more piece over here. Um, that this is the final piece from the philosophers, and then and then he's going to add some of his points onto it. Okay, Ian Revive philosophic okay. The fourth, a fourth eon of, of, of philosophers. You know, we spoke about the 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 um, the, the, the two classes of potential and realist, realized potential. Um, anything, come in, come in. Anything which has a a a um, a potential. In order for it to make the transition, there must be something from the outside making that making that transition. It's logical, because, like we said, if if I have a chemical mixture that in itself turns bursts into flames, it will burst into flames. A material or 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 chemical that bursts into flames will burst into flames. So if it's not bursting, so if I have Gasoline. I need a match or something. I need any any realization of potential to actualization must have an agent to do it. Um, so this this mozi um, took something from the bekoach and brought it to Paul. So now what about the thing itself that does that? He also needs something like the match. Somebody had to strike the match. Somebody had to manufacture the match. And so on. So there was something missing and then something brought out before. So each, every step of this is going to require something that brings it out or something that prevents it from interacting. And this can't be this can't be infinite. So it comes back down to something which is totally realized. Because if the if the ultimate cause itself was only because it would never come before. When a shekesh is about chaymet, that no longer be chaymer, 
אבל נבדול כמו שריסקה בערבב עשרים, והנבדול שאין אפשר לעשות בכלל, אבל נמצא בעצמה לא יקרה, והסבר שאין הגוף, אם כן, איך כמו שריסקה בערבב עשרים. ועל כל דרוכים אלו, הוא אומר, מויפסים על מציאות שלא קרה אחד, לא גוף, לא קרה בגוף, עם המין קדמוס העולם. So even if I believe in קדמוס העולם, which they believe, there is this כוח that is לא אחד, לא כוח בגוף, and, and, and so on. That's, um, okay, that finishes these four arguments, and then he's going to bring down um, uh, two more points he's going to add over here to this mix, and then he's going to move, he's going to move on next term. Okay. Good. Good job. Good job. Good job.